Hi, this is Mark Wiltshire. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Explore Finland radio show once again. Today's episode features two characters that will be familiar to any of you regular listeners. Uh, I'm again speaking to Jarko and Marti Koskenkorva, uh, and we this week talk about Koskenkorva, 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 and Koskenkorva. So that's the farm, the village, the drink, and the people, all of who share the same name. We discussed this when I visited them at the Koskenkorva Tratari, which I know is getting a bit confusing. I met with Jaco and Marti at their museum to all things Koskenkorva. We talked about the history of the vodka and also about the local Kurni clocks. And then afterwards we went for a tour of the, the various saunas that they have at the Tratari. And I covered that in much more detail on a previous episode. Uh, but I thought I'd, I'd include it here now, just a summary of the, of the different types of sound that they have there. So now let's go and talk once again to Jaco and Marti. So Jaco, thanks for inviting me here today. But maybe you can tell everybody where here is. Where are we? So we are now in Koskenkorva, the village of Koskenkorva and in Koskenkorvan Trahteri. It's a place that provides traveling services. You can host that or have uh, parties and events over here, like weddings, weddings or uh, meetings, and especially sauna evenings. Uh, and is that the history of this place? Has it always been a, a place where people have uh, functions and, and things like that? No, this is an old farm okay. that uh, used to have animals, cows, horses, back in the day, and uh, also farming. But uh, since since 1997, yes, we've been uh, having these uh, traveling services here. And this is your your family's business. Yes. And maybe you can introduce who that other voice was that just came <laughs> in from the from the background. There. Yes, with us here is Mart- my father Marti Koskenkorva. And hello, it is hello everybody. <laughs> and it's your it's your family business. Yes. Uh, so we're in the room now where I where I first met you when I arrived just now. Where are we? What, what is this this room we're in now? This room where we are in is the Koskenkorva Museum. So as you probably know, this village is famous for uh, produce produce that is made in here in the uh, Altia factory, and uh, we have collected here things in this museum things about the factory and the product it makes, and also the history of alcohol in Finland in general. It's a theme museum. Yeah. Uh, and we can mention once now, for everybody that's listening, that Koskenkorva is a, it's a liquor, it's a, a, a vodka-type uh, drink yes. uh, that's, that's named after the village that we're in now, which also shares your name. Yes. So this could get confusing if we're talking about lots of different things that all have the same name. Um, so, maybe talk to us a little bit about what's in this this museum that we're in now. Uh, maybe at first, as you mentioned, it gets confusing with all the Koskenkorvas <coughs> everywhere. So it all start, started with the uh, house and farm of Koskenkorva, okay. which we are in now, uh, around which grew the village of Koskenkorva. <coughs> and uh, then in, in the 50s, the... Uh, factory 
Altia factory, or back then Alco factory was founded here. And when they started making their first product, they chose to name it after the village. So it's been around now for 65 years, something something like that. 60 years, 61 years old, Kosken Vodava Vodka. 61 years, okay, okay. So that's that's good. So we have a, a timeline. It was yeah. it was a farm, then a village, then a brand around that. So when visitors arrive, this is where they would come to first of all. And you have a, a museum a room here and a coffee coffee shop. And yeah, this whatever. this museum is open in the summers, summers and uh, as said, an exhibition about about alcohol. Okay, shall we maybe have a. A quick walk around, are there one or two things that maybe you'd like to show us? Yeah. Right, so one part of the uh, exhibition here is the history of alcohol in Finland, which is pretty in- interesting and has many many faces. Yeah, okay. So here here we have an, uh, a distillation pan that's around 150 years old. And you can see that it's stamped by the official stamp of the emperor. That it, It's an official pan for distilling alcohol. Which was legal back then. People could could do it themselves. Now you've set me quite a challenge at the beginning of our conversation to try and describe this. It's like a, a large cylindrical pan with uh, with a a tap coming off at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then on top you have what I can only describe as an like an upside down watering can with two spouts that's that's fixed on on the top. And I'll, I'll put a picture of this with the show notes so that people can see how badly I've described it. But it is quite an unusual looking um, piece of equipment. Yeah. So the basic process is that you have a mash of water and grain and yeast. Then it starts starts fermenting and then you boil it to get the, uh, so that the ethanol falls away from there and then you cool that ethanol vapor so you get, get it separated from the other. Other liquids, and so the, the the finished product drips down the, the pipes at the top. Is yeah. that is that right? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm remembering a little about distilling from my science classes <laughs> some thirty something, twenty something years ago. Okay. All right. So this was back back from the time when people could make alcohol legally themselves. That's one end, and maybe the other extreme is then the time of prohibition. When, okay, so when was the time of prohibition in Finland? 1866, 130 years before Koskenkorva factory. Okay, <coughs> and some 30 years before America banned. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just, okay. Before. Yeah. And how long did that last? Uh, it's finished 1932. Okay, so that's like 50, yes. around 50 years yes. of, of prohibition. Okay, and of course <coughs> nobody wanted... Nobody wanted to uh, obey this completely, and so you have some exhibits here to show uh, how they got around Absolutely. It. During the prohibition, Finns drank a lot. <laughs> so that didn't have the effect that was intended. And here, here we have this kind of unofficial distillation device that was usually hidden in the forest from the authorities. Okay. And, and as you can see, it's much, much more crude than the official one although it's newer. And you have it sitting there on some uh, large stones with wood underneath, which would have been yeah. the fire to heat, exactly. the, to heat the, the match inside. Okay. 
but the most of the illegal alcohol was bring here in Finland for German or Estonia, other countries. Only little was making by itself. Yes. Forest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there was a, a, a good black market import yes. trade yeah. going on. Okay. Absolutely. I I understand. All right. So the uh, second part of this exhibition is some information about the factory and how it was founded here. The uh, Alpha factory was built in the 30s, and uh, but it started uh, uh, making making alcohol in the, in 50. 1952. 1952. It was because the war time. Yes. The war started 1938 and 9, and then it's what, there was no potatoes which was making alcohol. So the, the we eat every potatoes <laughs> we have, <laughs> of course, and and so that was the the first recipe that was yes. that was used yes. here at the yes. at the factory. Okay. Yeah. First from potatoes and then from barley. Which continues to this day. Comparing to the old methods of distilling the alcohol, you might distill it once in, the, in those pans we just looked at. But the uh, process, process currently in use, I think they distill it 200 yes, times. Yes, 250 times. 250 times. Then it's very clean, extremely pure. In USA, they have a contest with the best ethanol in the world, and Koskinger Ethanol won this competition. There was 250 different ethanols. Or vodka, vodka is ethanol and water. Okay. And they tested with the cleanest ethanol, and this was Koskinger ethanol is the cleanest ethanol. So, so I'm understanding correctly that the, the the process that we just discussed about the the distilling for one bottle it, it is distilled 250 times before it's put in the bottle and sold. Yes, when before it's ready, it's yeah. 96 strong ethanol which they make here, and then they. Bring it. They take it into Rajamäki near Helsinki, and there they put it in bottles. Okay, I, I understand. I understand. Okay, uh, maybe Jarko, you can just explain the the reference to ethanol that we that we just heard. Sure. So ethanol is the, the chemical compound that you know has an interesting effect in humans, and uh, that is what is essentially made in the in the factory. But then when it's made uh, to a drink, it's called vodka or vina in Finnish. Right. Okay. Okay. So once when it's distilled off there that is ethanol and is there some process to take that and make it into a drink? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. So it's ninety six proof ethanol when it comes out of the factory. So you wouldn't drink that. Yeah. Okay. So you dilute it with water unless until it's around forty. Forty percent proof. Now I understand, and now I understand yeah, what you were saying before. Okay, yeah. perfect. So, what are we looking at now? So here is here is the third part of the exhibition. Is then the history of the most famous product, the Koskenkorvan Viina, and Koskenkorva Vodka. So, and here here we have a collection of the different bottles and the, their labels throughout the years. So. Um, the Koskenkorva Vina bottle has this iconic label with with a Finnish uh, field yes. with barns in it. And that, that um, design, I can see there's a bottle here from 1953. Was that when? Yes, that around first, that time. First bottle. Okay, because that's I saw that and I recognised that brand yeah. because it's it's still it's the, yeah. There yeah. you go. It's still mm. pretty much the same design nowadays as well. Yeah. 
it has has gone some through some changes. So in, in the eighties, there was a very very different looking. Yes. During an uh, abstract label, uh, after which they came back to the uh, good old. Lots of things changed in the eighties, and not necessarily for the for the best. <laughs> okay, they sure did. And maybe an interesting tip before you is that the uh, latest design of the Kosken Korva label. Uh, the the pre- previous ones were of Finnish Finnish design, but the la- latest latest one is from UK. Okay, actually. Although, uh, yeah, this one. Ah, yeah. Okay, I see. Well, so it's it it still has the the field, but it's a little bit more of a modern 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 exactly. design. Yeah, it still has that 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 <coughs> look and feel of traditional Koskenkorva. And this label is still the same, but the Koskenkorva vodka became the look like the first one. Yes, yeah, I understand. And there's there's one or two other uh, drinks in the cabinet here. <laughs> this is quite an impressive drinks cabinet. Um, <laughs> at the top there's uh, yellow vina. Now, th- this is something that I've um, that I've had once or twice, not, not too often. Well, uh, apart from this, this kind of um, honey colour to the to the drink itself, what's the difference between the, the two? Well, yellow vina is so-called cut cognac. Okay. So it is uh, part cognac and then part vodka. Okay. Okay. So it's, it comes from the uh, the war time when there wasn't enough cognac to go around, so it was continued or with with vodka and pro- proved to be a good drink and it's extremely popular to this day. Yeah, I think I find the the flavor of that somehow a bit softer. Maybe that is mm-hmm. the, the the cognac uh, in the in the mix. Um, we, we just heard some background noise there. There were some uh, clocks that clearly have something that they want to say. And I can see at the back of the museum you have a, a clock display. So uh, maybe we can move over to that and you can explain to us what, what the significance of that is. Okay, we're now standing uh, surrounded by the clocks that I mentioned before. Uh, we think we have time before any of them uh, make any more noise. So, uh, Jaco, wh- why do you have a display of clocks here? Yes, we have a special exhibition about the Könni clocks. The, the uh, Könni family uh, were uh, famous clockmakers in the Ilmajoki region. And this is about, about their work. Uh, they got pretty good in making grandfather clocks and especially the, the machinery. And I, I'm looking at this at this clock now and I, I recognize the shape of this it, it's quite distinctive it's it's a more it's a more feminine shape than a traditional what I, I consider a traditional grandfather clock it has this almost keyhole shape to the top part and then a and then a, a, a base at the bottom there uh, which is as, which you're saying is a, a traditional design and a traditional product from from Costa Cordova. Well, from from Ilmaaki. From Ilmaaki. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is which is nearby. It's not only a clockmaker; they they invented a new yeah. mechanism of, of a clock, and they improved it by themselves by their own own inventions. Okay. So and they they built up uh, quite a large industry at at the time of making clocks. Not just the the floor standing um, grandfather clocks, but I can see some some yes. wall clocks. Yes, and yes, table clocks. And also pocket clocks. Yeah, okay. Every kind of clocks. Okay. Back in the day before <coughs> wristwatches. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Yes, and they they also improved and invented on the process of make, making the machinery. So we, we here have a machine called Kerverki. That is kind of like this. Well, you know that clock machinery has lots of uh, cogs yes, in it. Sure. And uh, this is this is a machine for making those cogs okay. in, in a like kind of like semi-automatic way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what what sort of period are we? Are we talking about with when this was at its, at its they, they started, the Kunnies started making clocks in 1780. Okay. They start 1860. They, they started, started. It's 100 years. Yes. Uh, okay. four, four generations and 100 years. And so they passed the skill <coughs> on their, their sons. And is the is the brand still going now or are they, have they it, stopped? It, it's not, not. No new new cocks are produced under yeah. that brand. So, but in in Finnish speak, Kunningello is very well known to mean a clock of this type. Yes, the the best the clocks are Kunning clocks. Yes, and and the name has the brand has become the name of that type of of clock. In those time when we make the clocks, there's here only the lights. It's very difficult to have a light in the night time. Yes, you have to use. Uh, Oil lamp or yes. candle or candle. Those I take a, here a rope. If it's very dark, you don't have to put a candle on. You pull this, and the clock tells you what was the last hour it's hit. So you know what the time is in the night times. That's that's clever. That's clever. <laughs> Convenient, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's right. And we managed to get to hear one of the clocks just yeah. one more one more time on here as well. So that was that was nice. We've come outside now to look through some of the different examples of sauna that's here. The Koskenkorven Trattari, Yako. Uh, what's this sauna that we're in now? We are now in a smoke sauna. Okay. So. <laughs> Starting about the history of sauna, so this is an example of kind of the oldest, oldest type of a sauna. In the sense that you have have uh, the uh, stove here, here, but and you have the uh, place to uh, burn the wood in, warm up the stones, but the smoke then comes inside the sauna. So this is a, in, in, the, in one corner of the, of the sauna here, you've got a, a brick, a uh, square brick construction that has space underneath to burn the wood, and then on top it has the sauna stones, which have a specific name, which is... Kiwas Kivet. Kiwas, yes. yes. That's the, so that's kiwas. Yes, so, so this smoke enters the sauna and exits via a small window. On the back, and this is the smoke that's just generated by the the wood burning yes. to to fire the, the 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 heat. Okay. So in order to build a sauna like this, you just need to ha have some logs, build build the walls, build the ceiling, then build the kiwas. You don't have have skills to uh, measuring skills to build a chimney. Yes. Okay. So okay. since this this was what saunas were at first. So we're in the second. Outdoor sauna now. Uh, Jaco, wh where are we? So this one we call the Aitokiwa sauna. And it has the ba same basic principle as the smoke sauna. So you have kiwas underneath, place to burn the wood to heat up the, the stones. 
but this one has a chimney and on top of on top of the queue was this uh, kind of a hat that means that while warming up the sauna they smoke doesn't come inside the sauna itself but exits through this chimney right so very often saunas are built uh, like next next to a lake so that you can hop and have a, have a swim uh, here we don't have that luxury we do have a river the Kyron Yoki running there but it's uh, 200 meters to that direction so uh, we built two pools right beside the, our saunas here so we have a, a hot tub that is also heated up with wood it's especially nice to sit in it okay. in the winter winter time when it's snowing yeah and then we have an, a, a cold pool and you probably heard about avanto in Finland, this is the this is when you come from the sauna and go straight into the the icy. Yes, water. you saw saw a hole in the ice and you go swimming swimming there. So we have an artificial avanto. Okay, yeah. okay, and that's inside that's inside the the shed there. Uh, you have the option in the winter, someone can come and sit in the warm water, and in the summer, if they're feeling particularly brave, then they can they can put themselves in the cold in yes, the cold. They water. go there also in the winter time in the cold water. Not only in summer times. <laughs> and this is what makes uh, the, the Finnish nation what it, what it is. <laughs> this, this ability to get in that freezing water when it's uh, in the middle of winter. We've come back inside now. You'll hear a different sound, a bit of an echo. That's because we're standing inside the third sauna here. Um, Jaco, what is, what is this? Mm. Well, this sauna we call the entertainment sauna okay okay it's first of all it's an it has an electric kiwas so it's a modern electric sauna but the entertainment part here is because we have uh, a television here oh right in the, in the corner behind yes. here. okay and all, also right next to it a refrigerator for drinks what do we have through in the in the next room there? This is the the fourth of your four saunas. Is that right? Yes, and this is you could say that this is the most modern one. This is an infrared sauna. Okay, so this particular one is is much smaller. We're talking about maybe two meters by two meters square. Maybe four or six people sitting yeah, in there. Yeah, four six six people max, and there is no kiwas in there. So it heats you up in different way. These walls have infrared elements inside them. So uh, where in a traditional sauna, the air around you is hot and it, it, it heats you up. The uh, infrared sauna, there is uh, infrared radiation that, that makes, makes you sweat. So this, this is warming the person and then the heat coming off of the person makes the room warmer, I guess, rather, rather than the... In, in a sense, yes. Yeah. So we've made our way out of the out of the sauna areas. Now we're in one of the uh, one of the changing areas, and Marty and Jaco say they've got one more surprise to show me. So, okay, this, that is a huge padlock. Marty, what's behind there? We have a straight pipeline to the next of the alcohol factory, which is making the Koskenkorva vodka. And this is the only place in the world where you can have six minutes old. Vodka. Jaco, Marti, thank you very much for showing me around. I've, I've learned a lot. I know that everyone listening has learned a lot. Um, 
maybe you'd just like to tell people when they can come and visit you. Uh, obviously, the, the, there's the museum and then actually bookings for, the, for using the sounds yes. as well. So the Kosengora Museum is open in the summers, so next, next summer in July and August. So that's in line with the, the kind of Finnish holiday season um, in, the, in sort of high, just after high summer. Yeah, and you can find more about it in, at koskenkorvamuseo.com. Okay, and I'll put links to that in the in the show notes. Uh, and if people want to come and experience the different saunas, well, yes, the, the saunas are uh, available for the okay. So for for groups, so we'll uh, you can con- contact us and we can plan a, a proper sauna evening for you. We need to select which saunas and. Uh, what, what do you want to have for, for dinner and so on? Yeah, we didn't actually get to the to the restaurant there, but there are there are catering facilities. Yes. You have the the different different types of sauna and and entertainment options with the with the TV and the and the sauna fridge and things like that. So, uh, if people want to contact you to make an inquiry, where should they where should they come? Well, you can go to our website trahteri.com okay, and contact us by there. Jarko and Marti, thank you very much for your time and uh, thanks for coming. It, it's been it's been a pleasure and an education. Goodbye. Goodbye. So that's the end of another episode of the Explore Finland radio show. Thanks once again to Jarko and Marti for their time. If you enjoy the show and you want to show your support, then please take a minute to subscribe, rate and review the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio or Feedburner. All of this will help me raise the profile of the show and if you go into one of those platforms and search for Explore Finland Radio Show you'll you'll find me on there. If you want to connect with me on social media then again search for the Explore Finland Radio Show on Facebook, Google Plus or Instagram or at Explore Finland on Twitter. You can use any one of these to spread the word to your friends and family and invite them to Explore Finland with us. You'll find today's show notes on my website www.explorefinlandpodcast.com and remember if you subscribe to my mailing list then I'll email you the show notes every time I release a new show finally let me know if there's a subject you want me to cover in a future episode contact me either via the website or via social media anyway I'll be happy to hear from you so until next time thanks for listening and see you again on the Explore Finland radio show bye